Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Jose Jaffergy. Uh, Jose, let's start by uh, giving everybody a bit of an intro to yourself, and then we'll, uh, we'll have a little chit-chat. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate that, Glenn. Uh, so my... Um, I started investing in uh, real estate back in 2007, um, bought a couple of properties, and then um, we started a company called Savvy Real Estate Group, my wife and I, and uh, now we've kind of evolved into a more of a private equity model where we invest in um, apartment buildings, primarily now so in the U.S. market. However, we weren't. Uh, we were also buying properties up until like two years ago. We were buying in the Ontario market as well. So we have a total of 150 units in uh, Ontario, and then we have about 450 units in uh, Southeast United States, and specifically in, in Atlanta. Uh, and those were kind of we use the syndication model to raise equity and to um, uh, partner with other investors get involved in uh, larger projects. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just doing, starting to get into the same thing. It's a good, good way to scale. So maybe we'll, uh, I'll, maybe I'll poke you in this direction. So you went from doing Ontario and switching to the U S um, but you're, I, whenever I did the switch, I was doing more um, residential and you're doing it from commercial switch the, from one to the other. Uh, what's the difference is why go down that path? Why not continue with Ontario? Yeah, no, great question. I mean, as you know, um, Ontario has some of its challenges. Uh, so in terms of landlord friendliness, it's definitely not landlord friendly. So, um, you know, our, our we have rent control, which is obviously puts in, um, it, it puts in a lot of pressure for landlords to make our numbers work, right? Uh, especially when you're buying an apartment building, you know, you don't get that turnover that you're expecting to boost your income, to implement your business plan. So you're kind of um, almost, uh, you know, it's, it's an unfair system. So I got really frustrated, my wife and I, and um, we decided to, you know what, let's, let's look for another alternative market, which it, it could have been uh, another place in, in, uh, in the, in Canada, like Alberta. Yep. However, we, we found that the U S uh, 10 times bigger population, a lot more opportunities. And we felt that it was, you know, uh, a larger opportunity to scale, right? Um, we can go, go tap into multiple different markets, um, implement the same strategy. We have a much larger deal flow. Um, and, and you know what, like financing wise, you can get interest only loans, which obviously gives you a much larger cash flow. Um, so the, you know, kind of the three top things were landlord friendliness, the, uh, no rent control and, and, and definitely higher cash flows is what kind of attracted us to the United States. Have you found any, uh, differences in like cap rates that depending on which markets you're going into or like price per units from going from Canada to the U S? Oh, definitely. Like if you, if you compare Ontario to any kind of Southeast United States, I would say it's about half the price, right? And regardless of leave the the exchange rate aside for now, but because you're getting the same rents in the, in the U.S. dollars, so literally it's the same thing, right? 
you can you can purchase something for about a hundred and hundred and twenty thousand dollars in the U.S. While uh, in the in Canada, you're going to be paying double, right? The rents are definitely going to be much lower. Um, so you know, in terms of uh, implementing your business plan, which is to renovate your units, increase the rents, it's going to take you much longer, right? Um, yeah. To to do that, and so when we specifically for us in our company, when we decided to go down the private equity path, we we wanted to make sure that. Uh, whatever we projected for our investors is what we're going to be able to actually come to fruition. Uh, we're not obviously, and nothing goes a hundred percent, but uh, you know, yeah. we're we're at least able to, on a yearly basis, uh, know okay, we we want to renovate two units per month. Yeah. Can we do that? Ontario, you're stuck with hey, you know. Uh, it's kind of a shot in the dark. We've had really some like great it. success with yeah. some buildings, while others were, were stuck with uh, tenants that no matter what you do, they're not going to leave. I know. So that's that's kind of the main reasons why we switched that focus. And and um, to answer your question about the pricing, it's it's just definitely a, a much much cheaper. Um, you know what we found in the Ontario market. Is that there's there's two there's a um, few very few deals and there's a lot of capital chasing these deals, so pricing no matter what gets inflated, um, you know, and uh, that's that's just the nature of the supply and demand here. So going down to the U.S. Um, when you're starting this and doing like commercial financing. Did you find it any any lending difficulties or anything like that, or did you bring in a sponsor? Or how how did yeah. you go? Uh, pull off the yeah with the with the larger deals um like we we purchased uh, smaller properties which would be you know a residential side would be yeah. 30% down um but uh, which we would be able to qualify but for the larger deals you got to have uh, you got to have three things you got to have the high net worth so which is equivalent to the loan amount uh experience in that market and um liquidity so you need to have that uh, at least ten percent liquidity. For Canadians, the requirement is even long is even bigger. So we actually had to have a, a sponsor uh, that was a key principal that would sign off on the loan. Yeah, that that's what I'm usually finding too, and that's what we're we're hiring out as well. <laughs> it's, yeah. It seems to be the way to go. Plus, you have an American then on the on there to help everything. That's right. Out. Yeah, it definitely makes things a lot easier. Uh, while we're still building our track record in the U.S. with, uh, you know, our, our own properties and our own holdings. So I'm kind of doing some smaller deals simultaneously uh, just so that we can build up that track record uh, um, personally as well as for with the, as a general partner. Cool. And we're in a, a crazy market right now. <laughs> a little bit different. Cap rates are going up, at least in some markets, uh, which means the prices are coming down. Um are you still buying? Are you waiting for a bottom? What 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 do you what do you see the opportunities in this kind of market? Yeah, we're we're definitely still uh, open to uh you know we're we're actively looking. Yeah. Uh, but we are also very 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 particular about what we're going to be buying next. Uh, we're going to be super conservative on our uh debt assumptions, you know, uh, our future projections just because of the nature of the market. So we uh, we're definitely not sitting on the sidelines. 
Um, we are actively looking, but it has to be fit our sandbox on exactly what we're looking for. Uh, so right now, I would say, generally speaking, there is a kind of a discrepancy between um, buy what buyers are want willing to pay and what sellers are uh, looking for the property. So there's still some disconnect because of the higher rates. You know, we have to, uh, as, as, as buyers, we have to make sure that we account for the higher uh, rates. Uh, which means a little bit of a lower price. So, yeah. so deal flow is very low right now, especially in Q1 of this year so far. Um, I think that's going to change probably in uh, Q3, Q4 of this year when uh, I'm projecting the rates to start dropping. So, hopefully, yeah. I'm hopefully I'm right. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking the same thing too, and I'm seeing that yeah, this exact same thing. Just to regurgitate what you say, but the, there's the market has changed, but not the seller's men mental, what they yeah. think they, that properties are worth in some aren't, unless they're desperate, they haven't, they aren't willing to actually give you the, what you're looking for in the market. That's why I asked that question. Cause I'm finding like, you know, where I want to underwrite at it's, it's tricky to, to find people who want to do that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's in only the, in, especially with commercial properties, only uh, prop, uh, prop people with that really need to sell are are, are putting it on the market, right? Uh, or talking to brokers. But other than that, you know, as these sellers are pretty sophisticated themselves, so you know they're they know that this might not be the right time to sell because they may get uh, a little bit more probably next year, right? Yeah. So what what does your business look like? Do you travel back and forth to Atlanta all the time? Like, what does it look like right now? Um, yeah, we, I would say when we, we, we just closed on a property in Atlanta in December. Uh, so uh, I was there for a kickoff meeting with our uh, property management and uh, construction staff, uh, as well as the onsite, uh, just to kind of uh, get things in motion. Mm -hmm. but besides that, I, I probably travel to Atlanta or check up on the property physically about a quarter, every quarter. Yeah. Um, other than that, we yeah yeah. Other I mean, we definitely are are very much involved. Like, I um, we have a call uh, at least two three times a week with uh with the on site as well as our own team. So we're very much involved, and and you know uh, since the acquisition of this uh, property, we are uh, you know there's there's a lot of work ahead of us. So uh, in cleaning up the tenant profile and you know manage improving the management efficiencies uh, so right now it's still a stabilization period so very much asset uh management heavy um and which is going to be a very critical especially uh in in you know moving forward because we cannot just rely on the market and uh rent growth that we've had over the last uh, several years it's going to be now asset management is going to be critical moving forward uh, as the market is softening. Um, so really got to pay attention to um, your property manager, uh, make sure they're executing on what your, your business plan is. Um, and sometimes it's a lot of babysitting them, you know, it, it is so unfortunately. Yeah. So you just closed in December. So um, with these multifamilies, there's like usually a long lead up of timelines, right? Yeah. So uh, um, I'm guessing that you bought, when you were put, originally putting this property under contract, um, the market was different, right? Absolutely. 
Um, yeah, I, I, so to just give you a, an example, this, we, we got this under contract in, um, end of June. Yeah. And typically, you know, a normal closing time would have been like 90 days or so, even for a, a, a larger commercial property. But this one took like six months, you yeah. know? Uh, and the reason is because we went, we went through, we had to retrade uh, twice, um, which the seller was willing to work with us. So we, uh, we were able to get two price reductions. Um, and then uh, just to account for the higher lending yeah. costs, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. um, so, and then, and the other major uh, part was raising the capital for this property, which was definitely a challenge because a lot of investors were fearful of what uh, what the market uh, is uh, changing so rapidly. So you know we had to. Uh, it took took much longer and to raise the capital, right? Um, uh, so yeah, definitely. What and in that time frame. What happened was the uh, the property manager, uh, the previous property manager and previous uh, owner, kind of became very passive about everything. So they let go of a lot of things. They were putting in tenants they shouldn't have been putting. So now we gotta, you know, it doesn't matter to them anymore. That's under contract. Exactly. So they exactly. So they know that you know, this the sale is going through. We had uh, actually one million dollars hard money with them. So not something that we were going to walk away uh, no, away from yeah. so they knew that uh you know they didn't really care as much so unfortunately we, we were cleaning up that mess right now to be <laughs> fully transparent oh that's yeah oh it's that's one of the scary parts of these slow closes right and once your your money's went hard you you're kind of obligated but um what what obligation does the seller have to that like if they let the you know the operating operations to slide a bit is there would you just ask for another price reduction if it all of a sudden the vacancy rank went way up or anything like that yeah so i mean we were obviously you know getting reports on what was happening but it's uh sometimes they they manipulate things right they manipulate the data like so physical occupancy was still up right because that's what our lender wants yeah so physical occupancy as long as over 90 percent the uh, lender is fine there, but the economic occupancy, which means that uh, tenants that are paying the rent was, was much less, right? <laughs> so in, in, in um, like, especially for example, towards the end, um, they would be putting in tenants that are not even qualified to be uh, financially qualified. So they weren't screening the tenants properly. So we, um, we didn't know this because uh, it, it was like two months later when we closed. Yep. Um, it was too late, right, for us to actually catch the, those things. They're like, okay, yeah, we are. There's a couple of delinquent tenants now. So, so what, right? Not a big deal. It's something that to expect. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, definitely a learning experience. Um, so that that was our second deal in uh, Atlanta and and as a, as a larger multifamily syndication the first deal we we closed on was actually well, we got under contract uh 20 end of 2021 we closed in in uh, February of 2022 and that has definitely been a, a big home run for us so far um 
And so we, so you, you locked know, in on, a, I'm guessing when people say it's a home run and they bought it a year ago, you probably locked in your term. You didn't do any bridge financing or any of that funny no, stuff. No, no, we did. We did still go with bridge financing. However, we bought a, what's called a rate cap. So they oh, did you know, buy it. good. Yeah. So um, that basically protects us against any future rate hikes, yeah. uh, which is where we're not kind of in the, on the money, uh, uh, in the money on that um, rate cap. So we are getting paid uh, like an insurance yeah. would. I've heard of a lot of people cheaping out and not buying that and then getting themselves into a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely would recommend it. I mean, some most most of the lenders require it that okay. you purchase it because they want to make sure. But yeah, just uh, in terms of the price basis that we got that first deal, um, it's, uh, you know, some of the comparable sales have been uh, like 20% more. Um, so where uh, we know that that's going to be worked out really well. Still a lot of work to be ahead of us, but you know, our original plan was to sell that in five years, uh, refinance and uh, maybe in like three years. But instead of uh, refinancing, we might decide to sell earlier, uh, depending on how the market goes. Okay. And then what is your business plan for these? Like, would you, maybe instead of me guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, business plan is, uh, in a nutshell, it's pretty simple, right? We want to raise the net operating income, the net income on the property. So, which means that we want to increase the income and reduce the expenses. So, uh, we uh, we usually renovate uh, units. Typically, we want to renovate about you know fifty to seventy five percent of all the units. Uh, raise it to market rents. Uh, so. We know we would get typically about uh, you know we spend about let's say seven to nine thousand dollars per unit, we get about a three hundred dollar rent bump, um, and then um, you know uh, and on the one that we just closed on in December we're adding washer dryer connect uh, there's already connections so we're adding washer dryer units which will give us another fifty dollars a month, uh, and then uh, we're implementing water conservation to reduce the water usage. So that means just like low flow toilets, um, reducing the water bill essentially. Uh, and then, uh, you know, kind of taking care of a lot of different maintenance or there were, there's some leaks and like roof drainage issues. So overall, our, our plan is to improve the, the quality of the tenant profile in the, in the property, as well as increase the rents at the same time. So, um, yeah, essentially, you know, our, our goal is always to in, double the investor's money uh, in that, uh, you know, roughly five-year time frame. That's awesome. Yeah, so nice yeah. 20% return at least. Or if you did and then that. what I can tell you about multifamily, right, yeah. specifically or commercial properties is that um, unlike Ontario, right, uh, the other big aspect uh, investing in the U.S. is that you can charge for besides the base rent, you can charge all these ancillary fees, right? So you're charging them uh, pet fees, charging them uh, uh, trash fees, uh, application fees. Um, you know, sometimes we charge them uh, also uh, like storage fees. And, uh, um, so all of this is on top of their rents. And, and then, you know, we charge them what we call rubs or ratio utility billings system, which is uh, like uh, essentially charging for utility usage yeah. um, as a set fee for depending on the size of the unit. 
So that is all on, on top of the rent, uh, which, you know, Ontario, you, you, you can just get, you can't charge all these extra stuff, right? So you get a lot of other income. Yep. And, you know, just for your listeners' sake, uh, $1 per month in increase in income, you divide, you multiply that by 12, apply a 5% cap rate to it, it's going to give you $240 in value. So every $1 increase is giving you $240 in value. So that is why multifamilies and, and just commercial real estate in general is so powerful because of that multiplier effect. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, Jose, if I want to, if any people want to track you down, they want to get a hold of you. Um, where, where do they find you? Where, what's some of your spots? Yeah. So, um, Definitely give me a, a follow on Instagram. It's Jose Jafarji. Um, our check out our website, savvyrealestate.ca. Uh, it's, it's savvy s a v v y realestate.ca. And uh, we also, my wife and I, run a podcast called the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show. Uh, check it out. Check that out as well on iTunes. Uh, and um, yeah, pretty much it. Awesome. Well, Jose, I appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you sharing your business plan, how it's all going. I think there's a lot of value here for the listeners. Uh, thank you. No, I really appreciate you having me. <laughs>